The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to this very special edition of the Busted Open Podcast. We have two fantastic interviews. First, Thunder Rosa and I sit down with Julia Hart from AEW. And then Bully and I, now that his 90 days are cleared, we sit down and speak to AJ Francis. All that right now on this special edition of the Busted Open Podcast. I feel like there's some animosity between our next guest and one of our hosts because thunder we bring in your TBS champion, Julia Hart, Julia for a first time here. How are you? And thank you so much for the time. Good. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm doing good. How about you guys? So we are good. great. And I'm, you know what? And I'm going to say this, Julia, right off the bat. And there's a lot to talk about with you because you're a champion. You have championship gold. You're doing amazing things with AEW, but I will also give you credit for this. You're a professional. And here's how I know why. Knowing that Thunder was one of the hosts this morning on the show, you still joined. You are truly a professional, Julia. So thank you for doing I, that. And I always said that about Julia, that she is a professional. That she knows what's up, you know, yeah. it's she's humble. She she is there in her position because she's worked very hard. And I have I have to acknowledge that. No, she is a one who uh, I had a match when I first um, was announced that I signed with AEW. And she is the one who, you know, made the honors for me to return after an injury on the last match. However, let's not take the fact that you are the champion, Julia, of a TBS champion one of the youngest champions in our company. And I'm looking for gold. So I'm just saying, putting it out there. If that, you know, aligns up, I would love to be, you know, in the ring with you one-on-one, not in a tag match. I would love to. One-on-one would be great again. Next time, I feel like this time will be more prepared than the last time it was one-on-one, you know? So yeah, I think it would be great to work with you again, Thunder. Yeah, that would be great. Can you think about like how much you've grown as a performer? Obviously, Thunder came in and it was a big announcement. Your position on the card was a lot different than where you are now. Now you are the champion. You are the youngest champion. You're doing a great job. I love Sky Blue as well. I think you guys are doing awesome. But 
how different is that transition from when you came in and Thunder was coming in and there was a big announcement and she went on, she was doing awesome things, but you were still learning and growing in that period to get to where you are now. I mean, you've come so far in such a short time if you think about that. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah, it is just a really short time. And when I wrestled Thunder back then, I was just like a little pipsqueak, little preppy. <laughs> You know, not knowing what she's doing, trying to figure herself out and knowing what she is doing is not what she wants to do exactly. She has more potential. And the cheer stuff, I just need to get out of it and grow out of it. I had done competitive cheer for six years. I was still holding on to it because I loved cheer so much and I just needed to let it go and needed to grow up, so to say. And then I did, I call like the varsity blondes like my high school and the house of black like my college. Like I really just grown up as a person as it is so yeah definitely just a little pipsqueak to just mature lady <laughs> mickey and david julia actually has a thing for horror movies Ooh. and a part of her entrance and a part of what has made you know julia julia right now it's that dark side can you yeah. tell uh, our listeners more about the dark side and who julia hart is now versus you know the cheerleader Yeah, growing up, my mom's favorite holiday was Halloween. So we've really got into Halloween growing up. I think one thing that's really sticks out to me is when I was younger, um, the Michael Jackson Thriller music video. I was obsessed with it as a kid. And I would show like my younger friends like the video and they would get scared and I would like laugh at them for being scared. And I was, you think this is scary? Like I just, I loved seeing other people get scared as well. <laughs> so I don't know, it was just... Something about that was like, I'm not scared and I can control what I'm thinking and I'm not freaked out by that. But I always thought that was so funny growing up. I'm a big yeah. uh, horror movie buff. What is your favorite horror movie? Probably. I love Insidious and I love Sinister and I love Annabelle. So those are probably like, I love that type of horror. Some okay. people like you know, Chucky and the slasher movies. I'm more to like the actual, like just the not okay stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the, the disturbing stuff. The disturbing stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like more of that. They're really dark and it's just so creative what people come up with and it's really just the art of everything that they come up with. So it's really cool. Awesome. I have no idea what you guys talk about because <laughs> I don't watch scary movies. I don't watch horror films. I had nightmares. It's terrible. They stick Um, yeah. So I, she, you guys started talking, oh, even Chucky. I've not seen Chucky. What? Oh, really? I've not. I think wow. I've watched three, like maybe a tops three minutes of it. There was a doll with a knife and I went in the other room. It was not. the first one. because the first one know. gave me nightmares since when I was little, I like know. I was terrified. I was terrified. <laughs> But me scary. Julie, lost me at horror film. <laughs> Julia, with the whole con uh, your whole concept of a uh, Julia Hart right now and in, in the uh, house of yeah. black. Can you talk more about how you created this whole persona or did you have any help from the House of Black to recreate uh, Julia Hart? Um, I will say I did have help like in ring wise and figuring out myself, but character wise, Malachi wanted me to present what my thought of his concept was and if I understood what he was doing. So when he asked, when I asked to join House of Black, he said, come up with a promo and I'll see what you got. And I was like, okay. 
And I spent like two weeks working on this promo and I made like a presentation and I watched movies on characters I thought I would resemble all of the things. And then when I finally showed him what I had, he was like, yep. And then I was kind of like, no more direction after that. He was just like, yep, you get it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I will cool. say your, your entrance is so fantastic. And I, I'm a big entrance and character person. So I think that, you know, it's so important to be a strong wrestler and obviously that you've grown so much in that, but your character part is one of the most important elements of like really transcending and coming out of that box. Right. Like is the commitment to that character. And I think you've done a really good job with that from your entrance into just like the in-betweens and stuff, like just the little pieces. So good job. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Julia, and everybody talks about your age and how young you are. But do you feel like with all the work that you've done in 2023, you're you're past that now? Like you're not the youngest champion. You're not the youngest. Like I feel like you've shown so much and so much growth over the last year and have really brought a lot of positive attention to the AEW women's division. Do you feel like now the age thing is just, it doesn't matter anymore. You've grown so much over the last year. Yeah, like in the locker room, I don't feel like the youngest one. People don't, people don't treat me as the youngin anymore. They, I mean, they'll say like, "Oh, you're really young," but it's more of like, "Oh, I forgot you're that young." So nobody really. I know when I first got there, people were like, "Oh my gosh, he's just a little, you know, baby, a little pipsqueak." But now people, they're like, "Oh wow, you're young," but I don't look at you like that. So I think that's one thing. I think I've reserved, uh, gotten a lot of respect from people in the back as well, which is like not just being the little little youngster anymore even though i think i am still i think the only people to have me beat is billy starks and nick wayne of being the youngest but other than that yeah so just gained a lot of respect i feel like in the back as well for not being a little pipsqueak uh julia who were your main mentors uh when you first started wrestling and how like, that developed on on your the way that you see professional wrestling like when i got into AEW. Uh, even prior or during and during the time in AEW, or like when I was yeah, like when... a little bit watching. Uh, um, I guess maybe... fan to both, maybe right? Yeah, I think who yeah, inspires yeah. you as a fan kind of helps you because then you think about that of when you're starting to like get into wrestling because you're trying to figure out who you are, right? Yeah, who? I would. Yeah, I would say when I was younger, I'd say my two biggest that I looked up to the most was AJ Lee and Alexa Bliss. And I feel like I, I kind of resemble a lot of them sometimes, like, which is great because I love them so much. And I think I do piggyback off of them sometimes because they are my favorites growing up. So those are definitely the two women I looked up to the most. And then for men, uh, Jeff Hardy was always my number one growing up. And I'm trying to think, it depends on like the periods of times because, you know, you get have favorites and then you like move out of who's your favorite um Jeff Hardy was always number one always loved Shawn Michaels uh Edge and now he's in AEW which is crazy <laughs> um, yeah he actually told me sorry I'm just saying this he told me the other day he came up to me after my entrance and he was like you look so cool and I was like <laughs> I was like no way he did <laughs> oh my god uh, but, yeah yeah so Definitely that. But then getting into AEW, Cody uh, was always a huge help. And QT, Dustin were the people that really took me under their wing. And then House of Black with Malachi, Brody, and Buddy just helped me with everything now. So it just depends on timelines. Yeah. 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 
That's Julia, awesome. how's it been for you? I mean, you're a star. You're on national TV every week. Like, how has that transition been for you, like becoming a superstar, becoming recognized, having people wanting your autograph? What's that been like for you? Um, I don't know. I don't think too much about it. Just, just still Julia. I don't know. <laughs> I come home, <laughs> things. I walk the dog. I go to the gym, eat pizza. So, yeah. And I feel like you don't get like you don't get hounded at the gym or like if you go to CVS or wherever to get your. Yeah, you're good. It's only like when you arrive to the buildings and stuff like that. And I feel like wrestling such a like community, Mm -hmm. like a niche, too. So there's only like certain people. And I love going to like the same venues and you see the same fans again. And it's Mm -hmm. like. You, I know you. So it's kind of like just like, I feel like wrestling is just community as it is. So, and you don't yeah. put pineapple on your pizza, do you? I mean, you just, you don't do that, do you? Wow. Wow. Um, pineapple heat. What? Do you put pineapple on the pizza? I will. I do like pineapple. Yeah. Come oh, on, man. Oh, my God. You people from Minnesota, I swear. She loves tacos, too. <laughs> yeah. Julia loves tacos. She gave me a really good. <laughs> And I don't know if she puts pineapple on some pastor tacos. I'm pretty sure. Have you tried them? I don't think pineapple so, no. on pastor? No, you haven't. I have to take you to a place where they put I that in there. Yeah. It's your heat with pineapple on pizza. I just don't yes. know. It's so delicious. The, really? <laughs> no, you it's, like pineapple on your pizza I do. Too? It's oh sweet and salt. God. Give me that sweet and salty all the time. Oh. Chocolate covered potato chip. Something that's like. Oh, those are good too. Oh, man. Mark or gave them to me and like, I was like. Oh, it's like As best a Jersey of Italian, people are killing me. You people <laughs> are killing me when it comes to pizza. But but Julia, it's been it's been great. But do you feel like this has been a breakout year for you? You're a champion now. Like, what are some of your goals for 2024? I would say I really want to wrestle at Wembley. That would be a okay. really. But I think last year my goals. I really wanted to be in like the poster was like one of my goals and to be on a pay-per-view and I've done those. And this year I'm like, well, I might as well just think big cause it's possible. So I'm like maybe Wembley is, would be a really good goal for me, but I also don't like to get too overwhelmed if like I like to take things at a time. And if I don't reach those goals, then I don't get upset. So just focusing on being on a really, a really good champion for the women and putting on the best matches I can put on and hopefully Wembley. Yeah. I love uh, it. Julia definitely has been uh, someone very positive in the locker room. Uh, I've known her for ever since you, you know, I got in there. You were one of the first people that I trained with. And um, I always said it and I, I, continue, I continuously say it. And I said it to you many times that um, I'm very proud of you for where, where you've done. And, uh, and one thing that people need to understand about Julia is that she is very hungry and she never stops getting better and receiving mm-hmm. feedback and, and working on herself. And as you guys seen as fans, you've seen what she's done inside and outside of the ring. Um, we're very, very proud. All the ladies at AEW are very, very proud of your success. Um, and and the and the mindset that she has or that you have, Julia, it really it really speaks volumes of the person that you are. So you should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. <laughs> wow. 
I was going to say, like, because I'm waiting for a butt from Thunder, but I'm yeah, taking that. Yeah. But I'm but, taking that. Right, no I'm taking that. Yes, that she has a champion. to be a champion not for long, but you know. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, do you think you accredit? Because I, I love that because that's probably why you've been able to achieve so much and do so much and excel in in a short time to become the youngest champion. Do you think you because of your cheer background? Because if you were doing team competitions and stuff you've been coaching and been coached you know because i think it's for a person to be coached to be trained sometimes it takes like a lot of ego check for a lot of people and i think i think so but a lot of times that's why a lot of these athletes that have been athletes since children are gymnastics or cheer or football or whatever they they do excel quickly because they're able to listen to coaches advice and like right, really just like focus on the things. Do you think that's helped you both in oh. the locker room and, you know, as yeah. far as being a team um, and also being coached? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think uh, one thing I always remind myself is I can't see myself performing when I'm in the ring. I can't see myself, but everybody else can. So if I do something weird or not right, I might think I'm doing it right. But I also can't see myself. So when I come to the back and someone says, hey, you might have done this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Thank you for telling me because I can't see myself. But unless I like watch it back and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that's right. That does not look great because in cheer, you know, that happens all the time. Right. So and also uh, my trainer before the Nightmare Factory, Ken Anderson, he always said like, he always said that, you know, was watching like he said even a janitor could tell you like hey that looked weird and you should take his advice because you because you can't see yourself you don't know what you're mm -hmm. doing so, yeah it could be anybody yeah I love Ken Anderson I didn't know that he trained you yeah he he met I met him when I was like 15 yeah a little that was like real pips week I didn't I shouldn't even <laughs> been but yeah he was the best he was the best trainer yeah, Julia, yeah. it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and like what Thunder said, it's been it's been great to watch you grow. It, it was great to see you break out in 2023 and to see you become a champion. I love you in the House of Black, and I can't wait to see what 20, 2024 does for you. So thank you so much. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight. 
Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Let's bring in our good friend, AJ Francis. AJ, how are you, man? Thanks for the time. I'm good. I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me, man. You know, you guys set the tone. You guys let me perform. We outside at the at the holiday show, you know, in the same room as Taylor Swift and Metallica and Kiss and all these big artists. So now, you know, TNA wants to see me come to uh, Hard to Kill and be able to debut my new music video there with Who Well, I, first thing I did is I went and I follow you on social media. I made sure I got the uh, We Outside hoodie that's available Ooh. right now. It's the perfect thing nice. to wear in this chilly weather. So I'm waiting for that to come. But, you know, we're big fans of yours and what you're doing. And it's funny. We just spoke to Adam Copeland about an hour ago here this morning on Busted Open. And, you know, Bully mentioned the word, you know, freedom, you know, creative freedom. And you have that creative freedom now. So, you know, you had that kind of sentence of 90 days. Those 90 days mm-hmm. are over. So how does it feel now to have this whole world opened up to you? Um, it feels great, but it's like one of those things is like, it's a little bittersweet because like, you know, I did the cheese at Citrus Bowl. You know, I did the, the show with you guys. I did Pat McAfee's show. I did, you know, Scott Van Pelt on ESPN. I did all these things, ABC, NBC. I did big new kickoff on Fox for the Maryland-Michigan game. Like, I did all these things, and I set them all up myself. Nobody set them up but me. So, like, I could have been doing that the whole time. Like, I could have helped elevate the brand, but they didn't feel that it was – they had a need for me. And, I mean, quite honest, they're doing as good as they've ever done, so they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no hard feelings – it's just the fact that, like, I could have been helping the brand the whole time I was there, and now the brand is me. So now I'm helping myself. Okay, AJ, here we go. So whenever things go awry with a talent and a company, I always say the talent needs to look in the mirror and ask themselves what they did wrong or what they could have done better and how much they had to play in the entire situation because wrestlers tend to lie to themselves at sometimes, and it's very hard to be uh, honest about it. It's one of the reasons I have so much respect for Deanna Perrazzo because I've seen her mature and be honest. Tell me, in your opinion, if you were on the other side, why did they release AJ Francis? I feel like they didn't have an idea how to use Hit Row. I feel like um, the idea of the hip-hop stable just didn't really gel with what they had creatively and what they wanted to do creatively. Um, the music videos that you guys see me release that you I release every week that you guys love, I was doing them every week while I was there. They didn't really have a idea or a way to integrate them in the show. I mean, even when they asked me to redo a diss song and I did the diss song on, you know, DOC and it got millions of views online and it went viral and it was one of the biggest things people talked about that week in wrestling. And then we had the tag team match. They beat us. AJ Styles gives me, you know, the phenomenal forearm, which was awesome, by the way, to be able to do that. And then like 
Uh, it was funny because he told me afterwards, he was like, I'm glad you were where you were supposed to be because when he, if you look at it on tape, when he jumps off the top rope, he does his springboard, uh, his hood comes up and he said he couldn't see at all. So he was just happy. He was just happy I was where I was supposed to be. But like we did, you know, he gives me the phenomenal form. And then that was the end of it. There was no like follow up on that. There was no continuation of the storyline. We could have done a million things. So I genuinely feel like they just didn't know what they wanted to do with Hit Row. And, uh, you know, they had different plans clearly for the three of us. And, you know, I'm just happy that Brianna and Tahuti, uh, which who are BFAB and Ashante, the Adonis, I'm happy that they're still there. I'm happy they're still getting any money. I'm happy that they seem to be getting involved in the show. So, you know, I, I have no ill will towards anyone there. It's just now I got to worry about me. I'm worried about me. I don't care about nobody else but me. That's why I don't want to be in no factions. I don't want to be in no groups. I don't want to be in no tag teams. I'm tired of people pretending that I need other people. I can do it by myself and I'm going to do it by myself. Uh, I've seen you. you're very active on social media and I don't know the whole story here. So hopefully you could bring me up to speed or anybody else up to speed. I would know. I saw the video of B fab training at the dungeon, Natty mm -hmm. and uh, uh, TJ's place. And it seems like you defend B fab a lot for certain yeah. things. Bring me and everybody else up to speed on what you're defending her about and where, where is she at right now? Uh, B fab is one of the best talent that WWE has. She just needs an opportunity, man. She's we she's done house shows and dark matches with Natty and been involved in mixed tags with us and done all these things that like she can work, man. She can not just work. I mean, everybody can work, but she knows how to work a crowd. That's different. A lot of people don't know how to do that. You know that, bully. There's a lot of people that are good wrestlers but can't work a crowd to save their life. You know what I'm saying? She can work a crowd, too. She's great on the mic. She's obviously beautiful. So, like, she she has so much potential and so much, you know, given the right opportunity that she could provide for the company. And so, like, I get upset when people talk down on her name and act like she can't wrestle just because she ain't been given a match on TV. It's like the same thing as, like, those same people will say, I can't talk. But... I don't get promos on TV. Like, if you actually listen to the words that I say, if you actually listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth, then you'll be able to understand that I'm very good at talking and I can do a lot of things that other people can't do on the microphone. I just have to be given an opportunity. B-Fab's the same way, but she's not just on the mic, she's in the ring. You know, we can do a lot of cool things. Um, and I'm, I'm happy for her to be getting that opportunity now. It looks like she's going to be doing something with Bobby and the Street Profits. Now, now AJ, you were gone. And then you came back and it was a little bit of a different regime when you came back the second time, mm -hmm. but it feels like kind of like the outcome was the same. Were you, were you confused by that? And did that frustrate you? Because I'm sure when you came back for the second time, you probably thought that things were going to be a little bit different. Didn't you? Yeah. I, I feel like the, the, the main difference is like Hunter always had a lot of respect for me and, and we taught and he was cool. And, and like Paul, you know, Heyman is is one of my biggest supporters. Um, but, you know, I just – I don't know how to say it other than, like, sometimes I just never felt welcome. Like, when other talent would be, be like, you know, in Gorilla. Like, I would go in Gorilla and, like, watch people's matches, and I would watch the dark matches, and I would watch them show, and I just didn't feel – like, I didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. Like, I felt like – uh, I just felt like the energy around was like I shouldn't be in there. And I don't know why – I felt that way. Nobody ever came up to me and was like, yo, you can't get out of here. But, you know, you can read a situation, body language. And it's just like, I don't know. I really don't know. 
Um, I would show up every Friday to SmackDown and I would get in the ring. Even if I was by myself, I would literally run spots with a ghost. There's plenty of people that will attest to this. Um, like I would get in there with Regal. I would get in there with anybody that wanted to get in there with me. Um, you know, I I did everything I could on the dark show. I mean, dark matches to get the crowd going. Every time we did a dark match, they let us cut a promo. The crowd hated our guts. The baby face came out. The baby face got cheered. The baby face got over. You know, it started the show off on the right foot. It happened every time. It happened in every country we went to. And it's like, I don't know. The thing is, it's like, I just genuinely feel like they didn't have a plan for a hit row. You know so let me, let me ask you this, AJ. Yes or no. Would you consider yourself a confident person? Absolutely. Do you think that confidence ever came across as arrogance? Not if you've ever actually had a conversation with me and talked to me as a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if the only thing you've ever done is try to talk down to me or like say, you know, whatever, then you might not like how I, I am. But like people who've ever actually had a genuine conversation with me, enjoy my presence, enjoy the things that I bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not just like, B-Fab and Ashante, that's Rey Mysterio, that's AJ Styles, that's Randy Orton, that's Sheamus, that's Cody Rhodes, that like the list goes on and on. You can name all the guys in on the roster over there, like all the Usos, like, you know what I'm saying? So like the like all of those, if you ask them about me, every single one of them will have good things to say. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you think that my confidence comes off as arrogance, it's because you don't actually take any time to talk to me and and get to know me and see me as a human being now aj well you know let's jump ahead let's look at what's going to be happening now look at your future i mean the one thing is being part of the wwe and being labeled a wwe superstar that doesn't hurt Mm -hmm. like that will you know like being able to be on tv to be on smackdown i mean smackdown when you were on smackdown was the most watched pro wrestling show in the world so you were a part of that show so and we always, I, I always want to say this. I wanted to say this too. I've never said this. But I want to point this out. Everybody talks about ratings, 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 ratings. Why don't we ever talk about the fact that the the that the pre-taped Christmas show that the only advertised match last year was the Usos versus Hit Row for the tag team titles was one of the most watched SmackDowns ever. Why don't we ever talk about that? Huh? Well, that, that never gets brought. Feel free to talk about it. <laughs> we're <laughs> you know, talking we're, about it right we're, now. We're, <laughs> but back to your question. Back to your question. I just want to point that out. No, but 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 again, that brings you attention. That's going to be a part of you for the rest of your career that you were with sure. the WWE. So and and like you said earlier, there's no ill will. Sometimes things happen. You're a part of something. The timing could be wrong, or they're going in a creative direction that you're just not a part of. But I'm mm-hmm. sure that it's still important to you that that you were a part of that global brand, right? Absolutely. And if they called me again, I would love to have that conversation, but I'm not waiting on that call. Like okay. the, the, the amount of time that I would have wasted waiting on that call, I can do a million different things somewhere else. I am so excited for the opportunity to be able to go to TNA. Um, like I've, why, TNA is how I found out about AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and these other guys. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that TNA has been around so long. It, like, and I've always wanted to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, like when you go straight to WWE from the Indies, you don't get a chance to go to TNA. And, you know, it was impact at the time anyway, which it's not no different. But at the end of the day, like 
when I was watching TNA, it was TNA. You know what I'm saying? The main event mafia. You know what I'm saying? Aces and eights. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was watching TNA, that's what it was. And, like, I'm excited to go there. And I'm excited to go everywhere in the world. I just did this past weekend, I did a show in Miami for CCW. It's the biggest show they ever had. I did a show in Memphis the very next day, biggest show they ever had. So, like, business is booming. I'm happy, man. And I get to do what I want when I step off that plane. And that, that that freedom alone, like you just said, is worth everything. You you have to feel uh, – let's use Matt Cardona as the best example of somebody who left a major company who is flourishing and thriving on his mm -hmm. own. Um, I, I think you have the opportunity to do the same thing uh, at, because you have so many avenues. Other than wrestling, you have music. You, 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 do, a lot of, you do a lot of different things. With TNA – you're going to be mm -hmm. debuting your new um, uh, video at Hard mm -hmm. to Kill from yeah. the Palms in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Are you also going to be wrestling for the company? See, uh, that is uh, a thing that you have to tune in to find out. You know what okay. I'm saying? It's a, you know, uh, we're going to keep kayfabe alive. You know what I'm saying? But as of now, you know, it's definitely the, the plan is the music video on Saturday. It's really cool because... Um, it's at the Palms and, you know, DJ Who Kid lives in Vegas. So it just made a lot of sense for us to to set that up. But yeah, like as a, as one thing about me, Bully, you know, if the money right, I'll do whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but you can <laughs> genuinely say if there was an opportunity there, you would love to work for TNA. Absolutely. That's not even a question. That's not even, there's not even a question. Cool. There. That's, that's already, yeah, that is a bona fide guarantee. Like I, if they're not just TNA, like, I love working for TNA. I'm I'm ready to work everywhere. I want to be all over the world. I have a point to prove. You see what I'm saying? So, like the like I said this before in interviews, like that first 24 hours after I got released, I was like, "Are you serious?" Like I was furious. But then I was like, "All right, they don't think that I'm worth something. We gonna see." So we is is see. that your point that you're looking to prove that you are worth something? Oh, I'm looking to prove that I am the thing that you're looking for, that every company needs. When GCW announced that I was going to be on their show January 26th in Tampa, it was the biggest social media reaction they got. Go to look at Impact's page. Other than the, the title belts being displayed yesterday, you know what I'm saying? The title belts being displayed are huge because they look good. They look great. You know what I'm saying? Like the new, But like just the fact that me and Who Kid are going to be there – the reaction was insane. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everywhere I go, people care. People, like, you can say that they're mad, but they don't tune in. <laughs> and when they tune in, I'm not trying to get you to cheer for me anyway. I don't know if you, if anybody picked up on this, but everything that I do is in character. I'm the black million-dollar man, okay? You know, like, like, that's my whole shtick. You see? So it's like, like, that's the whole gimmick, right? So, like, if you don't like me, you're not supposed to. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you like me, it's because you're paying attention and you realize I'm really good at what I do and that I'm really good at getting reaction and talking and doing all these things. But if you don't like me, you're not supposed to. People didn't like when you kicked that basketball out of the little kid's hand, when Ted DiBiase kicked the basketball out of his head. Yeah. And, I, and they still remember it 30 years later. But it's cool, AJ. And, the, and it go, I guess this is, would be with everyone. You gave yourself like a 24-hour period to be angry, to be upset and ask questions like why. But then you realize, you know what? It's already in the past. That 24 hours has passed, and that stage of my career has passed. And now you're focused, 
and totally zoomed in on what you're going to do next. And then you must yeah. have gotten it. It's funny how you went from being upset and angry to excited because then I'm yeah. sure you kind of put your plan in place, you know, like, sure wow, did. I could do this. I could do this. I can go here. I can go there. And there's nobody stopping me from doing it. And I like the fact that you're saying, you know what? As much as you love being a part of a faction and being part of it, row, now it's about you. So now yeah. you don't have to worry about a partner or how people are perceiving another person in your faction. Now it's completely and focused and centered around yourself. See, it's funny, and that's the difference between the last time I was released and this time. Is the last time I was released, I was released with the rest of Hit Row. And like, to be completely honest with you, man, I don't need the rest. Like, I I'd be if I could I ain't got enough money to never work again, but I got enough money that I ain't gotta work for a long time. You see what I'm saying? So I could sit back, relax, and just, you know, flip a my tie on the beach if I wanted to. So when we were released last time, I didn't want to go anywhere if they weren't also gonna book Ashante and be fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told them that. I was like, yo, if you want to book me, you got to book them. When Hunter called me and was like, we want to bring you back. I was like, I want to come back as long as I'm coming with Ashante and be fat. Like, I stood up for my people. I stand up for my people. I believe in them. I know what they can bring to the table, right? Now, I'm just worried about me, bro. I don't I don't, I have to worry about nobody else. The ball is in my court. It, it's going to go as far as I take it. And I'll have nobody but me to look at with the success or the failure of it. And the fact is, it's already been very successful and it's going to continue to be because I am ready and motivated and I care about how my character is presented. That's why I always play my character. I've got four promos online that have all done great numbers within the last week. Who else is doing that? You know what I'm like, who, who else is doing that for real? Like, I'm going to drop another one in the next couple of days for Hard to Kill. Like, who else is doing that? So I'm like, I'm really out here doing everything that I can. I cut a promo on the Citrus Bowl sideline. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is this isn't a game for me. This is I understand the opportunity that's in front of me, and I'm not gonna waste it. Um, if things did work out with TNA, is there mm-hmm. anybody there that you have animosity with walking in the front door, or is there anybody there that you could see yourself making some money with? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's this guy named Bully Ray that I definitely know I can make some money with. Um, Tommy Dreamer, for sure. Um, we got Moose, for sure. Chris Bay, for sure. Sabin, for sure. Um, you know, some of the best in the business are in that company. I can't fight her, but and, and it looks like she's going to roll out anyway. But Naomi, for sure. You know, uh, um, you know, uh, we got... Uh, I said Naomi, but you know Trinity. Uh, you know, uh, I would love if we could work it out. You know, Jordan. I feel like I. I mean, I saw you took her finish. I feel like I could too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we could do some good work there. So there's a there's a lot of people in TNA that I'm I'm very much looking forward uh, to working with uh, because there's so much talent on that roster. Like, people don't understand how t- like. The casual wrestling fan that only watches WWE and doesn't watch TNA doesn't understand how deep and talented that roster is, and especially all the people that they bring in, you know, to do one-off shows that are incredibly talented, like a Will Ospreay. You know, so, so like the 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 sky is the limit in TNA, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more. Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch
gets the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 